0: Welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! It's the title, Five Areas to Watch Out For in 2024. Five Areas to Watch Out For in 2024. Uh, So let's read the Word of God first. In Proverbs 4, verses 20 to 27, My son... Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, And put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. And these are the five areas I would like to share with you today. Number one, the ears. Number two, the heart. Number three, the mouth. Number four, the eyes. Number five, the feet. Five areas that if we would not just watch out for, but invest in and uh, take care of, it will bring you uh, dividends. It will come back to you as blessings. Uh, But if you don't take care of these five areas, if you abuse these five areas, uh, if you neglect these five areas, if you use it wrongly, uh, you most probably will suffer uh, the consequences of that. Okay, so now let's read from the message. Some of you like the message translation of the Bible and we're going to read Proverbs 4, the same uh, portion of Scripture, verses 20 to 27 from the message. Let's read it now. Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate, learn it by heart. Those who discover these Words live, really live, body and soul. They are bursting with health. Wow. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Do you know that you have both sides of your mouth? Did you know that? Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead, ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Amen. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. Now before I move on, I want to just tell you that I believe God is a God of order. And when He writes His Bible through His servants, uh, when He mentions something first, it is to be treated as that first. What he says second is second and what he says last is last. Uh, And that's why we get to study the Bible with confidence. So he's that kind of a God, a God of order. And uh, I'm going to bring you through the Word of God and the study of the Word of God in that same order. It starts with ears and it ends with feet. Uh, But not only are these in order, they are all connected. So what you do with your ears will affect your heart. And what you do with your heart will affect your mouth. And what you do with your mouth uh, can affect your eyes. And what you do with your eyes can affect your feet. They are not only connected, they are also escalating in nature. Escalating. Uh, Or maybe even... uh, de-escalating. It either will take you up higher with the Lord or down lower to a place that you don't want to be. One will affect the other. Are you ready? Let's do this. Ears. We start with ears because the Bible starts with ears. Proverbs 4 again, please. Let's look at the NKJV version, Proverbs 4, just that portion about the ears. Let's do that. Do we have that, XTV? Okay. Oh, well, okay. Okay, we can do it, the message. We don't have to go into NKJV. Uh, dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. It's not Kenneth Chin that's starting with ears. It's the Bible that starts with ears. And message says, tune your ears. Tune your ears. Now, those of you who are old enough to listen to the radio with the dial, where you can't quite identify the number. Now, today, it's easy because it's all digital. So you just press, preset, or turn the dial and you get into uh, the exact number because the machine finds it for you. Once upon a time, it was... Mahathir said that there... And Anwar is the new... Oh, thank you for the side effects and the sound effects. So those of you who are old enough, you understand this. And it can be quite frustrating. But you will go left and right, left and right, left and right until you get it right. But some of us might even just say, ah, I can, I can quite hear about 60% of this radio station. It's taking too long to find the exact channel and so, so be it. But the funny thing about this, right, is that the channels are very close to each other. And so you're also hearing other people's voices now and then. And if you settle for what you think is God's voice, when you can still hear other voices coming in and out, we could be in trouble. Because sometimes we think it's God, sometimes it's not. What we need to do this year in 2024 is learn how to Tune in better, tune in uh, more specifically, tune in more clearer, uh, and to make sure that we are listening to God's voice. Now, I can tell you a few things about God's voice, how you know you have actually gotten the right channel. Well, let me tell you the first thing we know we are hearing God. Clearly, if not clearer when it aligns with his word. So you go, <coughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, don't do that. <coughs> do this. <coughs> right? And by the time you get to, yes, this is now clear. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to channel, oh, I almost sound like Terrence now. 99.8. It's very clear now. But how do you know you've gotten the clear channel of God is when that word, that voice that you hear aligns more and more closer and closer with the word of God. With the word of God is got to align. The second tip I would like to give you to know when you have gotten the right channel and the other voices are off, cut out, faded away, and you just tune in to the voice of God, is that when it is the voice of God and that we are hearing Him clearly, if not clearer, is when there's peace. when there's peace. That means, it's not always that you're hearing good news, only there's peace. When you're hearing God's voice and it's aligned to His Word, you could also be hearing bad news but be at peace. You could even be hearing that your company is planning a VSS and letting people go and you're afraid that you could be one of them. But because you tune into God's voice in your prayer time, in your quiet time, you hear His voice clearly saying to you, be not afraid. I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am your provider. Promotion comes from the Lord. You begin to hear God's voice very clearly and He aligns to His Word and it is His Word most of the time. And there's peace. There's peace no matter who takes over the government because government comes and government goes. You with me? There's peace no matter what happens to the economy. There's peace. And that's really very key for you to know. Because if there is no peace, can I tell you this very boldly? I doubt you have heard from God. I know, I know that's strong. But if there's no peace, I doubt we have heard from the Lord. God's peace is really, really important. Now, I want to say some other things to you. Why do you think God started with ears? Now, I'm not God and I don't know His whole mind. I know whatever He reveals to me. So I can tell you this. The way you feel this morning is probably because of what you heard last night. Where you are in the condition that you are in now is probably because of what you heard and allowed yourself to hear the day before or the week before or the month before. Where you are in the stock market, whether you won or lost money, is also because of what you heard. It doesn't start with our eyes. Some people think. <laughs> Some people think it's our eyes. Um, yeah, it's not the eyes first. I would think it's the eyes first. But it's what you hear because actually what you hear is, is, is what makes you uh, what you hear is what causes you to make decisions. You haven't even been able to see really. But we think it's the eyes, what you see. No, it's what you hear. I haven't even seen this man in action by a herd. I haven't even seen this woman in action by a herd. I haven't even checked with this pastor by a herd. I haven't, I haven't even gone to that church by a herd. The Lord's telling me, if you can guard your hearing this year, you will be able to guard your life. If you can tune your ears this year, you're going to prosper. Another thing why I think the ears are first is because God, the first mention about him is that he spoke. <laughs> Not he showed up, he spoke. And because he speaks, we need to hear. And in Genesis 3, Satan did the same thing. He said, did God say? He spoke. He is an imitator. Satan has no creativity of his own because God created Lucifer and Lucifer became Satan. And so everything that uh, Lucifer has comes from God. So he's not very creative. So the only thing he can say is to try to put doubt on God's Word you will not surely die. God said you will die. If you take this fruit, it's a forbidden fruit. I'm forbidding it actually. Why is it forbidden? Because God forbade it. It's actually a good fruit. God created everything and said it was all good. So it was God who made it forbidden. And the people were not supposed to eat of it. So Satan also comes and speaks. So the ears, whether for good or for bad, and you got to take control. Come on people, this year, Take control back of your hearing. I told you before, you know, there was a writer from many, 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 many years ago who wrote and said, I believe that the strategy of Satan in this world is to create so much noise that you can no longer hear God. Everything is noise, everything is noise. Do this, come here, do that. Hey, yo, new system. Yo, come on, give me your attention, give me your focus. Buy this, buy that. Sale. Best buys. Everywhere you go, someone wants your attention. Someone wants your money. Someone wants your time. Hey, you here. Hey, you know, here. And we get so busy we can't hear God. Satan doesn't have to be right, he, he just has to be noisy. So loud. And all we need to do is to take time out and say, God, it's really noisy. And that's why what did Jesus say? When you want to pray, when you want to see your father, when you want to meet him, close that door. Remember? He's in the secret place. And those of you who want to meet him, you have to meet him in the secret place. But the Lord said, close that door. What's he trying to do? The voice and the voices and the noise and the noises is there such a word uh, the, the noise okay let's just skip to the noise cuz i'm not sure about the noise a uh, noises is correct as well about you know. all right thank you <laughs> yeah close that door and the father who sees in secret will reward you openly matthew chapter 6 the words of jesus himself god spoke So we must listen. But Satan also speaks and he speaks like crazy. Our ears. Where we are today, if you can be honest, is because of what you heard. Hmm. Amen? The group is quite quiet because we're thinking. We're thinking. We're wondering whether this is right. God is speaking and God still wants to speak. He still speaks and I pray that you will listen, tune in. There'll be peace. Tune in. There'll be aligned to God's Word. Tune in and start to see your life change for the better, not for the worse. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's go into heart now. Heart. Okay, let's look again at scripture, Proverbs 4. Okay, I, I keep going back to uh, the main scripture that we read. Proverbs 4. Thank you, XTV. Okay, NKJV. Okay, we start with that. Huh? So, my son give attention to my words. Okay, that's good. Uh, where is that heart one? Uh, maybe the next one. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Okay, where, where is that? Uh, okay, oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Here, right? Keep your heart with all diligence. So, after ears is heart. It's number two because it's number two. Okay? So, let's study it as an order from the Lord. Guard your ears. Because if you don't guard your ears, what will happen is that your heart will start to be filled with either bad or good things. All right? It, It can go either way. So if you continue to allow your ears, and that's why gossip is so troublesome and so terrible, because you keep hearing and what you don't understand is your heart is changing as you listen. And your heart is being filled. I want to tell you right now that your heart is like a tank. Tank. Uh, And uh, if you only are Five dollars filled with petrol, then you can only go that far. But if you fill and you wait and you just patiently allow that tank to be filled, uh, then you're going to go far. But whether you're going to go far for the Lord or whether you're going to go, go far for the devil, that is that depends on what you fill your heart with. So let's read that again, please. XTV, thank you. Uh, so keep your heart with all diligence. But out of it spring the issues of life. So when the issues of life come out, you realize that, hey, where did this come from? And, and actually the Bible is teaching us that it's coming from our heart. Let's look at the message. The message says this about the heart. Keep vigilant, watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Um, let me give you another version. Of, the version of NIV says, guard your heart. And that's a version we all like. In fact, we, we quote it a lot. Guard your heart. My my wife always goes to younger ladies. Ladies, guard your heart. Can you, you're laughing because you almost heard Pastor Sandra right there, right? Guard your heart. Yeah? Guard your heart. Don't give it to any boy that comes your way. I'm looking at the teens now. Where are the teens? Guard your heart. You handsome looking fellas there. Okay? Don't give your heart to just anyone with a skirt. Because you could be giving it to a person from Scotland and you know, it's a guy that's wearing his kilt. Guard your heart. All right. Let's look at the next scripture. Be anxious for nothing. Why am I showing you this scripture? Because you might ask me uh, before I finish or after I finish, Pastor, you said guard our hearts, but how do you guard your heart? How? How? So, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, what guards our hearts? Peace. But not just any peace, is peace that surpasses all understanding. Too many times we walk in our own understanding, but God wants to give us an understanding that is beyond our circumstances, beyond you know, our troubles, beyond uh, our challenges. And it's that peace. So I, I'm so thankful to God that He didn't put the responsibility of guarding our hearts just to us. Because if He's telling you right now, oh God, your heart I usual, don't know where to start. Huh? Just how, what do I put my hand on my heart? Do I have heart guarding supplements? How do, how do I do this, God? Do I not look at a girl ever? You know, like horses with blinkers. Come on, all the men of X Church, I will give you something new from Store. (laughs) To guard your heart is to guide your eyes. You will never see a girl with short skirt ever again. But how do you guard your heart? Go around in life like that all the time? Having friends. Sometimes you're alone, but you can't do that on a daily basis. God wants to do that for you his peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind but how does the peace come be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication let your requests be made known to god with thanksgiving amen so prayer is still the way the door to that peace that will finally guard your heart and also guard the issues of life that will come forth Let's look at the next uh, slide, please. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Wow, what a powerful, powerful, short but significant verse. So if you really want to guard your heart this year, guard the treasures in your life. Even change your priorities if you have to. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if money was your treasure, money was your God, you're going to be in trouble because that's where your heart will be. How do you guard it? So you, so you, so you don't really guard your heart because you can't see it. You guard your priorities. What do you treasure in life? Pastor Sandra will tell you if she was here, that I'm not her first love, Jesus is. And I will tell you now that I'm here with you that My wife is not my first love. Jesus is. And so when my wife fails me, I turn to Jesus because He's number one in my life. And after I turn to Him, He will speak to me because He speaks. And my ears need to listen. Do you know there's another scripture I didn't give it to you uh, for years? It's found in Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, if you want to live by faith, you gotta listen carefully. And you gotta to listen to the word of God. Romans 10:17, if you can, just memorize it. But let's go back to the heart. I go into my room, I tell you, there are sometimes I'm right. And my wife is not. Okay? Sometimes I say sometimes. I'm being very kind, of here, okay? My wife is right most of the time. Okay, sometimes I'm right. I'm the man, I'm supposed to lead. And so, because I'm right, I'm not going to speak to you. And my wife says, wow, giving me the cold shoulder. Not just shoulder, everything cold. (laughs) Including cold shower also. So, because Jesus is number one, I go to Him first. In my room, I pray. Lord, please tell that woman that you gave me. <laughs> to realize her mistakes and her wrongs. And for once, in 28 years of marriage, say sorry to me first. I'm praying. I'm really re- angry, you know. Have you not been angry before? Very angry. Divorce, crossed your mind. Yeah. Mm. Lord, the woman that you gave me, remember in Genesis 3? And the woman cannot blame anybody, blame a serpent. Yeah, it is the serpent's fault also, but we bought into it. Then my wife is praying in her room. I don't know what she's praying, like, she never told me. Maybe she's praying, touch my husband's heart, I don't know. And always time and time again that the Lord speaks and I hear. And it's not by feelings, chicha on the ceiling, it's by faith. It's by faith. Feelings want divorce. Feelings want to fight. Feelings want her to say sorry first. Faith. You're the man. You lead. You say sorry first. But I'm not wrong. Okay. Fine, you're not wrong. But I'm telling you to do it. So this obedience. Lord, you always have the last say. I do. (laughs) Okay. So wow. With fear and trembling for again being right and having to say sorry. This is a precedent I don't want to keep. I get up because the Lord will say to me, right, stop praying so long a day. Right? If you have something against your wife or whatever it is, get up, go settle it first. Mm. I'm not going to answer your prayer about revival in Malaysia. You don't even have revival in your marriage. Mm. Grudgingly, grudgingly, I open my door. I go to her door before I can knock her door opens and she's in tears women in tears hey Sam I just want to say sorry sorry for what I didn't say I don't know what to say hey, can I be honest with you I don't want to say, but I just want to obey. Because she's not my first love, he is. I want to please him first. He just told me, say sorry. You understand? Priorities. If you do this, uh, your marriage will last. and will be strong. Yeah, for those of us whose marriage didn't last, I'm not here to condemn anyone. Okay? Jesus loves you. And maybe in the past, you didn't know some of the things that we know now. It's okay. You're here. You're in this church. We love you. Jesus has forgiven. He's given you a new life. Let's, let's make sure that you're not hearing a different message from me. <laughs> I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just talking about my own life. And as I said sorry, she said, No, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, you should have said it first. Now. Why are you waiting? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe I should just have waited five seconds. She was already at the door. You know what I'm She was already at the door. Maybe I should have just waited. Ah, yeah. Lose out again. That's why we say we think we lose out but actually we gain. Men, lead. La, lead. Women have to give birth, right? So you lead. La. <laughs> we men don't have to give birth. They have to suffer. You know? So men suffer by leading. Just lead. La. She also go to push out the child. So you also and I'm sorry. And then we hug. And the next thing we say is where you want to eat. Ah, uh, once eating together here, all solved. That's been my life. 28, going on, 29 years of marriage. Not every day like that. Praise God. Where is your treasure? Money is important, but it can't be the most important. Because all these things that we treasure or we think should be treasured, all can go. And then where are you? More importantly, where's your heart? Broken. Malay. Berkecai. Gone. Broken. Hancur. Destroyed. And then people think about suicide and all this kind of stuff, depression. You're with me? Because we've got to get the heart right. But you see, Pastor, how do I guard my heart? Guard the treasure. What is the treasure? Amen. Make sure your treasure is things that money can't buy make sure your treasure is things that yeah is worth eternity i want to say something else before i move to mouth actually i should be talking about mouth already uh but i want to say something to you Uh, many years ago i learned something from the lord i asked the lord lord can you please give me boldness and courage to preach the gospel because i wasn't preaching the way i should telling people about jesus that's the most important thing that a Christian can do. Tell people about how much God loves them through Jesus who died for their sins and it's all done for you. You just have to believe, okay? So very important, gospel, good news. Tell people, tell everyone. And I didn't do it so naturally. I was scared, I was shy and I asked the Lord, Lord, bonus, Lord, courage. You know what the Lord did to me? He checked me and this is between me and God so if you, you don't like it, too bad. But it's between me and my God. Huh? He said to me, Kenneth, you don't need courage and you don't need uh, boldness and you don't need any extra anointing. You just need to fill your heart with more of me. Because as soon as your heart is full of me, your mouth will automatically speak. Ah. The problem is not with God that He didn't give you enough courage. The problem is our heart not being full enough. Do you know when you're really in love, you can't stop talking about it because your heart is full that's why some girls you better be careful like the guys are not talking about you to his parents to whatever, whatever it is. Maybe his heart is only half full. So he has to bring himself to talk about you. Uh, uh, oh, joy. Oh, yeah. Joy. The joy left me so I forgot. So now that the joy has come back you know what I'm Now that, okay. Oh, oh, oh. You know, after thought. After main meal. Dessert. Oh, yeah. That's right. No. All of you know. When you've seen a really, really good movie, your heart is full with excitement because you watched the best movie you've ever watched. You tell everybody. You found the best Chaco you tell everybody. Found the best church, you tell everybody. You're in love, you want to tell everybody because your heart is full. How do I judge when a person is not really that excited yet? It's because his heart is not full. He might get full. Let's give that guy a chance. It might. So, because it's a process. But how does it get full? The more you hear, the more you get filled. The more you hear, the more you get filled. If you're hearing bitterness, 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 and every mama ses- session, you're going to be talking about the same thing. Am I right or am I right? You wonder why people still say the same thing. Talk about the same auntie. You know, talk about the same uh, church that hurt them. Talk, hello, every mama session. Because their heart is full. And they allow this to keep, you keep going. Because you hear and feel it. Hear feel, and feel So change your hearing, you change your heart. I guarantee you. And all the bad stuff out of the evil heart, evil treasures of your heart, you speak. You will go down. The evil stuff will go down. It's like putting your cup or your Milo, you've drunk it, you've finished it, you put it under clear water, it will slowly come up. It will look like it's a little bit brownish, a little bit brownish, a little bit less brownish, less, less brownish, and then suddenly it becomes clear because you allow something else to fill you. Hello? You allow something else to fill you. Very, very important. See, people, I love you enough to be preaching as if there was no tomorrow. You're with me? Because I want to make, I want to make sure you go out and you can practice this. What am I hearing? Who am I still fellowshipping with it? talks like that? Stop. Maybe sometimes you have to change your, your routine a little bit. Maybe even change your friends. Oh, I know, I know. Very tough. But if, he, if they are going to continue to fill your ears, they will fill your heart. And then now comes your mouth. Because out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. And this is when the power really is. The Bible never says huh, what you hear can change uh, situations circumstances. The Bible didn't say what your heart, your heart, whatever it's filled with can change. The Bible actually says, out of the mouth. The power of death and life are in the tongue. Can I have that scripture, please? I think it's found in uh, uh, Proverbs, I think. Proverbs. Proverbs uh, XDB, if you can help me. All right. Proverbs. See, see, look at this verse, uh, beautiful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, the Bible says. So, now you know why no, nothing really changes very much just by hearing. Nothing changes very much by whatever fills your heart, maybe bitterness or, or beauty. But as, you know where the devil wants to get us to? To speak. To confess. To make things happen with our mouth. So but before you get there, you realize you have to guard your ears and guard your heart. And if you don't, then your mouth will begin to spew death. And the Bible says in uh, uh, Proverbs 18 again. Those who love it will eat its fruit. So can I confess this to all of you? Prophesy this to all of you? Declare this on all all of you? If you would speak life, all of you in this room, this year, you will eat the fruit of it. Somebody say amen. You will eat. I tell you, this is a promise of God. You're going to eat the fruit of it. If you keep speaking well about your marriage, you're going to eat the fruit of it. You're going to speak well about your children, you're going to eat the fruit of it. If you're going to speak well about your finances, you're going to eat the fruit of it you have going to speak well about the government and about, about Malaysia, even though that different feelings. Oh, yeah. I'm not totally happy what the government is doing. Hey, bless, yeah. not curse. Yeah. And you will eat the. 2024, I want all of you to do well. And I'm preaching as if I'm reaching down into your heart and shaking it. Please, <laughs> please, your ears your heart and your mouth. Let's move on. Romans four seventeen says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. That's what you can do, friends. You can actually speak into a situation when there is nothing and nobody you can speak it into being. How do you think X church came about? How do you think we went from three people to 1,500? How do you think we went from one church now to 50 churches around the world? We keep speaking the possibility. We keep speaking life. We keep speaking yes, can, why not? With God, all things are possible. That's the way I live. At 52 years old, God said to me, go and plant another church. To God be the glory. Started with 14 people and now it's 180. Two services, you, you speak it. It didn't exist before. But because we are made in God's image, we do what he does. He speaks things into being. But it starts with the heart. And the heart must believe. Ladies and gentlemen, this year, please believe more than you've ever believed before. It's wonderful to work with believers. It gets very tough when people start to unbelieve and doubt. Jürgen Klopp, the first PC press conference he gave when he took over Liverpool. Now he's leaving Liverpool. But Jürgen Klopp, said, my job is to turn every doubter of Liverpool into a believer. Because without believing, there is no doing. You've got to believe. And I tell you what, huh? I've had so many teams working with me through 30 years. It's wonderful to work with a believing team who might not think that everything's perfect, but believe anyway. Believe. Yes, Lord. It's going to be okay. It's going to be great. I accept. I accept the changes. I accept, yeah, people are trying. I accept. Yes, not only me trying. People around me are trying. They're all trying their best. Yes, God, I accept. Yes, this is a team that you put me here, you know. I have nowhere else to go. I want to be here. I want to get rooted. Lord, it's not a perfect situation, but I believe. And that's where salvation happens. Because in Romans 10, 9 and 10, with the heart, okay, what, what does it? Confess. With the mouth, believe with the heart. Let's look at the scripture, Romans uh, 10. I want to let you see uh, how closely knitted the heart and the mouth is. And because of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And then there's power. Power enough to even save your soul. This is the assurance of our salvation. If anybody asks you, how, how sure are you you are saved? The Bible says this. The Bible says, if you confess, if uh, it's a condition. Doesn't come automatic. Doesn't come as a, as a like a gift that you don't have to accept or don't have to receive and don't have to uh, 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 believe in. No, no, no. If It's a condition, and the condition is if you confess with your mouth. Look at that. Look at that. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. It must go together. And too many of us speak but don't believe. And too many of us also believe but don't speak. I believe inside. No power. And I love the, the second part. For with the heart one believes, unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let me tell you something about confession before I go to the next point. You know why confession is very powerful? So those of us who are trained in law and have become uh, lawyers in our, in our, in our day, uh, and, and those of you who know that uh, you know, I gave up my law degree and career to go into full-time, that was you know 30 years ago, Um, but a case can rise or fall on a confession. And every lawyer wants to get a confession. But there's also something called confession under duress, which makes it, you know, because he was forced, and then he can challenge it in court, and there will be other conditions. But most of the time, a confession is because a person is ready to tell the, yeah, it is the truth that's powerful. Not just facts. Not just I think, I opinion, I feel. Truth. Because only truth sets us free. Romans 8.32, Romans 8.36. The Son of God sets us free. He is truth. He is the way, truth and life. John 14.6. Truth. So if I am a criminal and I came to a place of conviction, before I get a conviction in court, I already have a conviction in my heart. And I say to my lawyer, I'm ready to tell the truth. I'm ready to confess. You need to understand why confession is so powerful with God. Because it's truth. I killed the man. And then next, the next thing about confession, why it's powerful is because there is submission. Hey, are you sure you want to confess? The court might hang you. You know, It's okay. Whatever they do, this is the truth. I killed him under self-defense. And that could be our mitigation or defense. But I did it. Truth. And I submit to the courts and their mercy. And I accept. that one. I accept whatever comes to me. And finally, I expect them to mete out the sentence. Four things I want to share with you why confession is so powerful. And when it applies to God, it's the same thing. God, even though I'm not feeling so well, the truth says by your stripes I'm healed. Truth. See, you confess, you confess. Truth. I don't feel strong, but it's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit. Truth. Next thing, submission. I submit to your will. Not mine, but yours be done. Whatever you want to do, God, I, I know you are a good God and you'll take care of me. Everybody okay? And then acceptance. I accept your will be done. I accept it. You know, sometimes it's very hard to accept God's will, but you accept it because you know it's, it's His will and you know He's good and you know He's kind and you know He's loving and you know He's forgiving and you know He's slow to anger. You submit yourself to God and you accept His will. Jesus says, Not my will, but yours be done. I accept it. I accept it, Lord. And finally, I expect you to move. I expect you to move. Every promise of God, you take that promise, you confess the truth. You submit to the Lordship of God and His wisdom, and you accept His will, and you expect God to. That's why confession is so powerful. It's not just one of those joking, joking words come out. Hey, John, wow, so red are you? You Alright, it's, it's not... Because cause we love to joke around here in x I tell you, seriously. Sometimes too much as well. But it doesn't come from my heart. And that's why there's no power. And that's why you just hit each other's back. And of course, sometimes we shouldn't joke so much as well because we hurt people's feelings. understand that. But then, of course, the one we say, sorry, la, it didn't come from my heart. Right? We, say, we say that. I didn't really mean it. See? Then the person says, okay, la, I also knew you didn't mean it, but... You know, Oh, this one, this one is very important, ah. Huh? You know, gossip, the words of a tale bearer. All those mama sessions are like tasty. Truff- they're very tasty, one guys. I tell you right now, whole sick, wah. a whole sick, war. Very nice, very nice, very tasty, yeah. Huh? We went to a restaurant recently called Tasty Chapati. After we finished ordering, idea the guy looked at us funny. I said, why? We ordered so much. He said, no, sir. You ordered so many things, but you haven't ordered chapati. <laughs> Seriously, am Jason Martin and Jessica was with me. This is called tasty chapati, sir. You don't want to chapati? It's like tasty trifles that go into your soul. Look at, look at the scripture again. Sorry, I don't want to advertise sir. tasty chapati so much, sir. Uh. They go into the inmost body that's the you the real you and it influences the real real you the inner thoughts the heart everybody okay fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver drawers next next uh, slide please uh eyes okay let's let's go as fast as you can uh keep your eyes straight ahead uh straight ahead ignore all show distractions hey ladies and gentlemen in this life are uh, a lot of sideshow distractions you, want, you actually want to move forward. You want to focus forward. and you know, Ah, look at me. You know, monkey on a wheel. Oh, look at me. Donkey on a monkey. No, uh, and, 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 and it's a lot of side shows. Avoid, avoid, ignore. Keep your eyes straight. What, what else? Just keep on going. Uh, okay, ah, okay. Now we're going to go into something that I'm going to reveal to you. The Lord revealed to me I was very blessed when he revealed to me, so I'm going to give, you, give it to you free of charge. <clears throat> the lamb of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good. Wow, how your eye can be good? Huh? This is my good eye. Your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, oh, I have a bad eye, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Okay? Okay? We're talking about the eyes now. Let's move on. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what, you, what judgment you judge, you will be judged. Oh. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Ouch. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? That's what we do, right? We look at people's... You no. Know, it's for sure that all of us are not perfect. So there will be some speck on Sam, some, some. There will be one, now. Huh? Sarah, where will you do what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's okay, I look into her eyes for a while. <laughs> oh. Sure, I tell you there's not a single person in this room that has no speck in your eye. And the Lord Jesus is saying, Why do you look at the speck? Everybody has got faults, failures, hello. And we keep on. Whatever sessions we're having, keep on. Oh, don't you know? Same story. When there's a plank in your own eye. You know when I was growing up reading this, I used to imagine like, one big plank, no? kayu bala in front of him, and you're carrying it, you know, And you say, Can I remove the speck from your eye? Hello. You know, and you're looking at him, there's a bala in front of your eye. Hello? Like, there is a big plank. And this is <laughs> what I like it when Ali laughs because it just makes me laugh. Okay. Next one. Next one. <coughs> okay. Ah, so, or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye? And look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. Wow, what a way to start the year. Hypocrite. Okay, I didn't call you that, the uh, Bible said. First remove the plank. Ah, there is a there's a way to do it. God is a God of order. First, remove the plank from your own eye. Take the Kayubala away. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck. So your brother got some speck. So and you can help him remove. But take away the judgment from your eyes first. Let's, let's, let's read on. Now, before I came to speak this message, I went ahead of God. Because I said, well, God, you know, have you ever been there before? He gives you a point, And because you've done this point before, oh, I know what you're talking about. I got it. I got it. You're going to tell me, God, to go to church and tell the people, 2024, watch what you watch. Watch what goes in. And then later on, have an altar call. Those who want to give up their Netflix. So, so, so silent. Those who want to give up their Astro. Those who want to give up their YouTube. Okay. Oh, I knew. I knew. I knew what God wanted. Those of you who have let things into your eyes and went inside. Oh, this year, the way to change your life is to stop watching pornography. Yes. Actually, that's also good. And stop watching nonsense and stop watching, you know, all these K-dramas. Ouch! Very painful I one. No, you might be happy to know that I didn't come to tell you that. So all be relieved and feel free because I'm about to say to you right now, what God told me was is not what tells the people, is not what goes into your eyes. It's important also. But what he's trying to say to us today is not that, God, yeah, guard your eyes. Make sure that, you know, trash don't go in because trash in, trash out. But watch what goes out of your eyes. Mm. Because how we see people uh, can change our lives. How we judge people can either make us be in a position of receiving or totally forgotten. Do you understand, one I say? Do you know that you can judge people with your eyes? Yeah. Someone coming in here looking poor. means poor, sit behind. Someone wearing, you know, as the Bible says in the book of James, wearing low legs, nice, you know, nice polo shirt that's expensive, $400 for a polo shirt. I, I don't know. I tell you, the way you look at people can kill them, no, or build them. Enjoy. <laughs> you know the roll of the eyes on? Right? <laughs> I did that in the uh, ex-quoting and one of the teens said, Good roll, Pastor! Good roll! <laughs> I tell you. Good roll, Pastor! So, that's the first time I'm hearing people say, Good roll! Yeah, you can kill with your eyes. You judge. Then I realised this, you know. Let's say I I heard things about Pengho and that finally comes to my eyes. Yeah, it does. I hear, then come. I I don't think you are as who people think you are, what they think you are. Actually, you are an amazing man. You're an amazing leader. This church is blessed because of you. But because I allow then Phil then mouth, then eyes now. Right? I judge him what goes out of my eyes. Remember the plank? So, I judge, I look at you differently than who you really are. And now, I block myself, Pengho, from being blessed by you. Because actually, you have got things to offer, things to give, things to say. Your prayers are powerful. I should have you to pray for me. Pray with me. But because of prejudgment, I now, and that's why the Bible says, if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. You you don't understand this, but you actually affect yourself the way you see people. You affect your own blessing. You affect your own destiny. Suddenly you don't want to serve. Suddenly you want to change church. It's you, friend. That's being affected. The other guy doesn't even know how you look at him. But if your eyes don't change the way God wants you to see a person, see people in authority, see people, you know, that God wants you to see, you know, that's why He keeps teaching us about the poor. Don't look down on the poor. Don't look down on the widows. He wants to train our eyes to see as He sees. But you don't realize, you think that is judging people outside, but something is changing on the inside. And darkness is filling you. And now, you are tired, you are jaded, you, want, you know what to give up. You're, it's you that's changing, you know. So if you change the way you see others, this year, make it a point, make it a prayer. Ask the Lord to help you. Because I tell you what, if your eye becomes good again, your body will be filled with light. 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 And you will feel light. And you will feel good. And you'll feel that life is great. Seriously, I'm telling you right now. When you see people, that's why the next scripture, the next scripture, I tell you, you know what I was Googling for because it was so late. I couldn't search for every scripture. I was googling because once upon a time, when I was very young, I heard this phrase: the eyes are the window to the soul. The eye is the window to the soul. So I type, Google, please help me. Where is the scripture? Cannot find the whole Bible. Cannot find. The I, so I don't know Because sometimes we think it's God. But actually, it was Anthony Robbins or you know? I don't know lah, You know. You know. Sometimes, sometimes we think we are tuning. We think it's God. Oh, sounds good. But suddenly, suddenly oh, Maha Krishna. I don't know lah, I don't know whose voice because it sounds very good. Sounds very God. But it's not. So anyway, I thought I, I thought I heard it before when I was younger. Anyway, couldn't find. Couldn't find. You know, I keep bringing me back to this one. That with the eye, uh, you can mock your father. Hello, the person haven't even said anything to his father, but his eyes mocked him already. And his eye scorns disobedience to his mother. The eye, God is... So I'm thinking to myself, wow, God, why you keep showing me and drawing me back to this verse? uh?" And then it says the ravens. You know what ravens are? Pastor Sandra doesn't like ravens very much. Uh, In Malaysia, it's crows. Yeah, ravens in uh, overseas. When you go and see ravens, are they're very big, you know, huge. They're like eagles. Yeah, and you know they're scavengers. And so when ravens are sent to pluck out your eye, it's only because your eye is dead. <laughs> you have no life coming out of your eyes. And crows will eat like scavengers, dead things. This year, ladies and gentlemen, let not your eyes be dead. Let your eyes be alive. Let it judge people properly. If not, then don't judge. Then don't judge. If not, judge them fairly, justly, with God's love, with God's loving kindness, second chances. This church is a church of second chances, I'm telling you. I am a recipient of second chances. I could have died, you know. Many years ago, my sister, you know, took her life before she turned 21. And then I thought about suicide, you know, years later. Didn't have a dad, didn't have a mom around. Very, very sad story. But God is my strength, my rock on which I stand. I want you to understand that our eyes are very powerful too. It's It's not what we see, it's how we see. And I choose to see positive in people. I choose to believe in people. Come on, you have to choose. You with me? That's what the Bible says. You got to love the ones that are unlovable. If you just love the people who love you, then how? why are you different from anybody else? Everybody else can do that. But we are Christians full of the Holy Spirit. Change your eyesight. Go to a spiritual optometrist. I find it very hard to say that word. Optometrist. Go to a spiritual optometrist. The Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. I don't want to judge my mother like this anymore. I don't want to judge my friend like this anymore. I don't want to judge my boss like this anymore. Enough. Last year, what did he bring me? My eyes are dead. I want it to come alive. Somebody say amen. I want life to come out of my eyes. That when people see me, they they, they get attracted to me because they see life in my eyes. Okay, let's uh, draw to a close. Um, Feet. Okay. So you got to see first before you go. Your feet is your walk. Your feet is your life. Your feet is, you know, your walk. Okay? So, <clears throat> I, I love this. Watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. We read it in Proverbs 4. Let's go on. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Wow, oh, I love it, right? So, God is definitely interested in the way we are walking in the way we are living, this is life. And maybe in 2023, you were walking by sight. You let everything that you see on the external guide your decisions. Can I tell you one more story very quickly? So the, so the woman at the well, John chapter 4, Jesus came, met her at the well. You know what she said? What are you, a Jew, doing with a Samaritan? That's what I call external sight. How did she know he was a Jew? Face, color skin, dressing. A lot of us are judging by the way way we see on the surface. If she was kept, allowed to keep that mindset, she would have missed everything. But Jesus didn't allow her to keep that mindset. He, He probed and he pursued her. Then he began to show her some of his power. He's not your husband. You've been married five times. The sixth one is not your husband. Praise God. The seventh one, Jesus, is the perfect husband. Hallelujah. Praise God. So she met her perfect husband that day, although she didn't know it. Jesus came to her and he he expressed such power that she said, I perceive you are a prophet. You see, she went from seeing, Jew, what do I have to do with you? Get lost. And if he, 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 if he really got lost, she would have been lost forever. You with me? So now he moves further, deeper, and now I perceive. So it's no longer seeing. It's perceiving. And finally, she said about, hey, the Messiah is coming. And he said, he who talks to you, am he. Is he. I am the Messiah. She dropped her water pot. She went to the city, said to the people in the city, can you imagine what she would have missed and what the city would have missed if she just allowed her eyes to dictate? But many of us in 2023 have been walking by our side. And because of that, we keep missing opportunities. We keep missing breakthroughs and we keep missing blessings. Please don't do that. I love you enough. I want to tell you again, don't miss it this year. Okay, if you have to do a roundabout turn, a repentance turn, hundred eighty degrees, please do it. Because narrow is the way that leads to life. You are taking the white road that everybody else is taking. Why? Don't. So, hey. Again, I love you enough to tell you this, okay? Because I want to do it myself. Have you been walking by faith or have you been walking by sight? And finally, the woman... Leads the whole city to Jesus and the whole city says, now we believe Him not because you told us but because He spoke to us. We heard Him for ourselves. The whole city came to know the Lord. I want to tell you right now and confess to you and declare to you that this year a whole city blessing is waiting for you. A mighty, mighty breakthrough is waiting for you but you need to stop seeing the way you saw and start perceiving. So it's not again what you see is how you see. Are you okay? You walk. And this is how we go back to the ears. Why? <laughs> is it, Pastor, you go one cycle. Huh? Yeah. Because how to walk by faith and not by sight if you, if you don't have faith? And how does faith come? It comes by hearing. <laughs> and hearing by the word of God. Isn't this a beautiful picture? Let's, let's finish. This year, 2024. Watch not just what you hear, but how you listen. I guarantee you, uh, although I think this message is pretty good from the Lord, but there could be hundred of you listening to this and when you finish, you are eating lunch and someone asks you, so what did the pastor say? Uh? Oh, yo, I know he said something about ears. La. Because sometimes all can hear but very few listen. Listen in a way that will change your life. So listen. Okay, number two. 2024, come on, watch not just what you feel, but how you fill your heart. I know it's a play of words. Feel and fill. Your feelings is not that important, neither is that that powerful. It is important, it is powerful, but not that great. Please, don't live by feelings. Live by filling your heart with good things, God things. And I tell you what, your mouth will begin to speak, and when it does, you will begin to create even things that do not exist as though they did. Let's move on to the next one. Watch not just what you say, but how you confess. Give you a quick story. Uh, I heard about 35 years ago, a preacher come to FGA. I'm hearing him. He said, uh, my daughter was born with club feet, can't walk. By the time she was four years old, God gave him a revelation, the father, who is also a preacher. says, pray for your daughter every day. So he went into her bedroom when she's asleep. He takes her feet, both her feet, and he will rub and massage the club feet. Remember, for four years, she hasn't been able to walk. He massage, and every time he massage, he confessed, Lord, you are our healer. And by your stripes, my daughter is healed. And he massaged every time he's around, not traveling to speak anywhere, every night. That was his main priority. Massage his daughter's feet. Four years old, five years old, six years old, seven years old, eight years old. And as he did that, of course, the daughter grew older and knew what the father was doing and said, Dad, you know, what are you doing? He says, I'm just exercising my faith. Now that you're awake, I can still do it when you're awake. And she said, oh, Dad, don't, don't you know, teenagers, don't do anything with my feet, please. Dad, no, Dad said, I've been doing it for five years now. I'm going to keep doing it until I see you walk. At 14 years old, maybe just before she turned 14, he said she walked like a normal person. He confessed and he confessed. He doesn't think overnight sometimes. He confessed. When I heard it as a young Christian, I thought, like, Chinese is, oh my God. sure not. You confess. You don't give up. You don't give in. You fight back in the spirit. That's why Paul said, I have fought the good fight. It is a fight, ladies and gentlemen. It is a fight. It's a fight of faith. Don't give up so easily. Unless the Lord tells you to, like, okay, time is done, move on, do it. Otherwise, fight for what's right. Use God's word. Confess. Don't just say, don't just speak. Confess. Truth, submission, acceptance, and expectation for God to move. Next one. Watch not just what you see, but how you perceive. How you perceive. Don't just always external. Don't be an external person like, you know, oh, you know, everybody sees it this way, so I must see it this way, and then I lose out. No. Always ask God to take you deeper. God, what should I be seeing that nobody else is seeing? And I tell you, you're going to be blessed this year. Now, last one. Watch not just where you walk, but how you walk. Watch not just where you walk but how you walk. And how should we walk? By faith and not by sight. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit